Hello, and welcome to another Monday of the No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories of the web, or spooky stories in general, and then discuss them later. My name is Joe. I am the lead investigator of the team. Hello, everybody. It's Teresa, the researcher. This is your warlock of wiring and your tech wizard, Alex. Dear God. (laughs) It just keeps getting better. He's going to run out eventually. He will. So, yes, like I said, welcome to another podcast of the No Less Paranormal Team. I will Um, not submit. (laughs) I will make you tap. (laughs) Uh, Today we are discussing ghost towns, as Teresa said in the last podcast. Um, So, yeah, Teresa, why don't you... What was your inspiration for this? So, ghost towns, I have 100,000 inspirations, to be perfectly honest. So, I mean, we're talking about, like, old mining towns that have been abandoned that are said to be haunted for various reasons. Old West towns that, you know, you had big, huge shootouts, like the OK Corral. Those towns are also abandoned nowadays. You have you have so many, so many different places in this world that we have at one point populated and then left for one reason or another. And, uh... Yeah, I just thought it was pretty awesome. All right. All right. So, awesomeness. Cool. Rule of cool. Like it. All right. So, um, yeah, let's delve, kind of delve right into it. We got any announcements that we need to make or... Nope. Um, I mean, I think the only thing is just remind everybody that uh, we super, super appreciate you tuning in. Uh, happy Monday. And don't forget to uh, like and share and all that good happy stuff. All right. Um, Tech Wizard, anything from you? No. No. I'm surprisingly quiet at this juncture. <laughs> so, well, not, it goes with the Tech Wizard thing. Like, they don't really talk. They just plug and play. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, all right. So, let's jump right into it. I do equipment, not people. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Leaving that one alone. Um, <laughs> Teresa, let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> all right. Rock on. So, um, I actually decided to go with something... Uh, very, very local today. I'm going to be covering uh, Moonville, Ohio. Hmm. Uh, so Moonville is a town that was originally established back in 1856 when a man by the name of Samuel Coe gave the Marietta and Cincinnati Railroads uh, permission to construct a railroad across his property. Now, the railroad normally would have been like, okay, great, well, how much is this going to cost us? But they were seeing a pretty awesome opportunity to make a better railroad route between Marietta and Cincinnati, which were two major cities producing things like coal. Um, so, so yeah, they were like, yeah, cool, how much? And this man said, well, you can have it for free because he wanted to be able to transport stuff from his own property across the rail lines as well. So, um, the vast majority of Moonville was actually um, used for housing miners and railroad workers, and the town had probably about a hundred or so citizens in the 1800s at its its absolute peak. Uh, The community declined uh, during the 1900s as coal mines started to close up, and the very last family left uh, Moonville completely abandoned in 1947. The only thing that still remains of Moonville today is a train tunnel. Uh, it's a tunnel that goes, you know, there's a trestle over top of it, obviously, 
Um, there is a community cemetery and then the foundation of the old schoolhouse. So it is uh, truly a ghost town in every sense of the word. Not only because it's abandoned, but also because, unfortunately, um, there was a huge, huge, ugly reputation for the railroad um, taking the lives of many, many rail workers, um, along with some people who had actually lived in the town. Uh, so getting into that, there is actually several really interesting legends. One of the legends is of, uh, it's called the Bully. Uh, it was a man by the name of Baldy Keaton. He was a resident of Moonville, and he liked to hang out at the local pub and drink himself into a stupor. And when he got drunk, he liked to fight. Hmm. So one night, he decided that he was going to start a fight. He was all liquored up, and a, a bunch of the local guys got together, and they you know, forcefully booted his butt out of the inn. And they were like, nope, not tonight, not having it. So the next morning, um, Baldy was actually found dead on the tracks. Not like he was hit by a train, but dead. So the story is that chances are really, really good that these guys, after kicking him out, had probably, had probably murdered him, was, was the theory. So uh, Baldy's ghost now is said to stand um, on the trestle above the tunnel and stare down, you know, sort of menacingly at passing visitors, as well as throwing pebbles at people. And in the area, um, the legend moms would actually tell their children, like, hey, you can't go out at night or you can't stay out past dark because the bully will get you. Hmm. So interesting little legend that came from that ghost. Uh, there is also the story about a lavender lady who was, it was believed that her name was Mary Shea. Uh, she was actually killed, she was struck by a train at the far end of the tracks, like headed out of Moonville. And to this day, her spirit still lingers and haunts the area around the tracks. And they call her the lavender lady because anywhere that she is spotted, or sometimes even when she's not spotted, there's an overwhelming smell of lavender where she was seen at or where she was killed at so that one was pretty cool um there's a story of the brake man which was a young man who was working on uh the train as a literal brake man on the train and he unfortunately had consumed a little bit too much liquor and he passed out drunk on the tracks and was run over by a train mm. So his ghost is said to haunt the tracks as well. See somebody stumbling around with a bottle in their hand. Very interesting. Or see somebody laying on the tracks when you know you go up to a, figure out what's going on. It's not there anymore. Uh, there is one, uh, the ghost of a Theodore Lawhead who was an engineer for the Marietta and Cincinnati Railroad. He is said to haunt the tracks as well uh, there was an incident where two trains were headed, coming together, and they were supposed to, one of them was supposed to have veered off and, you know, sort of missed the other one. 
something happened, the switch did not get engaged, the trains collided head on. And um, unfortunately, um, he was killed. And this was back in the 1880s. Okay. And to this day, he can still be seen walking up and down the tracks with a lantern in his hand, um, looking for other survivors, presumably, thinking he is one. Hmm. Kind of like the one we see in the place that we go. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Moonville is, is very, very small. There's literally almost nothing at all left of it. It is way down in southern Ohio. Um, it actually is part of, it's, it's within the Zelensky State Forest. Mm-hmm. So you can read about it on the Ohio Department of Natural Resources website or pretty much any other paranormal website. Uh, seems like a really awesome place. These days you can actually visit there. You can hike portions of the abandoned railroad line. Uh, it's been converted into walking paths, bicycle paths, there's horse paths. It's uh, just part of the National Forest now. That's yeah. not part of the, the, like, the one that goes from Cleveland all the way down, the National, the Cuyahoga Valley? No. no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This one is... Gotcha. Yeah, this one's way down there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool, and I just wanted to bring it up because it's something that, it, although it's several hours from us here, yeah. it's... It's local, in my opinion. Right. Well, like I said, half car will travel. Exactly, so, <laughs> half car will travel. We're not traveling on horse and buggies anymore. We can we can travel across long distances. So let's hear about your story, Alex. My story. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> not prepared. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend like you caught me off. Yeah. Um. So I ran across a place called. Boy, foreign pronunciations are right. what they are. We're having um, having issues with pronunciation, so if we if we butcher these, please forgive us. So, the one that I found is called it's Shiraiwa Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Japan. All right, mm, um, I've heard of this one. I am super into like Japanese culturey stuff. Um, no, not your mainstream anime and your other stuff. Yeah. Um, but like Suicide Forest, for yeah, instance. Yeah, yeah. Always been one of my hot spots. Oh, yeah. Um And what is that called again? Was that the Hoyabaku? No. No, that's the one in uh, Romania. Oh yeah, that one's scary. That's the one where we want to spend the night. Scary. <laughs> Suicide Forest is a word, it's about a paragraph long and it starts with an A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. but and it coming to big. Temp, but yes, we'll get in that later. Go ahead. Alex. And I'm also like, so as Joe knows, uh, I am super into, and my wife knows. I'm not gonna dismiss that, but I am super into the idea of different cultural religions as a whole. Like I, I like expanding my knowledge base, and I'm super into. Oh, what do these people believe? What do these people believe? Why? Um, so Japan has always hit that sweet spot for me. Um, I think the, uh, especially being ghost hunters, the Shinto religion is very interesting because it's all yeah. about family and kami and, you know, yeah. spirits of loved ones or whatnot. Uh, anyway, so to get into Shiroiwa Village, listen, I didn't find much on the haunting because it's an abandoned village. You know what I mean? Um, 
like most villages that we're going to talk about tonight, like, yeah. yeah, you can look in a million places and find a million towns where just nobody lives there for no real reason anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that happened a lot with, like, gold rush towns all over the U.S. Um, and to be fair, almost every village or, or abandoned town or ghost town or abandoned village that I found... They all result in some kind of mining town. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I noticed the same thing. Yeah. They were all, you know, they were there for these resources, and these immediate resources ran out, and maybe it was a sign of the times because they didn't have the technology to go further to get the resources. Right, right. right. You know, I mean, we're talking... Well, I mean, even... Or an accident, like the one down there that's based on the Silent Hill movie. Exactly. Yeah. So, for one reason or another, it seems to happen around towns that rely solely in thriving on whatever resource they provide. Right. You know, there's plenty of ghost towns in, you know, West Virginia, like the old coal mining towns that, you know, we've been to, you know, Cades Cove in Tennessee where there's literally a village of just wooden cabins in the middle of the woods that just yeah. nobody's there anymore. They're so with that empty. said, we actually have a future episode where we will tell you all about our investigation of Cades Cove and post for you some uh, hopefully really amazing audio. Okay, well I'll be supportive on that one because I wasn't there for that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, just a little bit about uh, this village is it was one of the oldest inhabited areas in Japan um, apparently so the mining area was closed in the 70s and the 80s uh, and much of the town slowly was just abandoned by its inhabitants never to be repopulated mm-hmm. um, ironically enough it doesn't feel like from what I've read it doesn't feel like this one was just one of those overnight things where everybody's gone the next day Right. It was just jobs slowly started to dry up. People slowly started to trickle out. They never had a reason to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also go on to say that the small community was left to the elements, allowing nature to slowly reclaim it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, things happen. Um, so, what's there is that you can. So, from the information that was found was that the remnants of the small settlement came to embody a unique kind of ghost town, one to be appreciated more for its desolate beauty than its former vibrancy. Um, rows of abandoned houses, silent dirt paths, and what most people report is just how quiet it is. Like, eerie silence, like, just hangs in the air. That's odd. Visitors often remark on its surreal atmosphere as if lingering inhabitants have just stepped out of forgotten houses. Hmm. And upon doing a little bit of research, there's a lot of places like that in Japan where just you can drive the countryside. You know, I've seen, we've all just trolled YouTube and found ourselves in desolate rabbit holes. And, you know, I've seen literally where people literally just will go up and pay $400 or 400 yen or whatever it is for an abandoned house. And, like, they now own a house. It's, It's just... It's there. It's in a field. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like I read before this, when we were out, before we did this whole podcast episode today, uh, that the economy over there, they built entire cities mm-hmm. and no one moved in. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's it's a long list of stuff over there. I mean, for instance, there's uh, 
one of the big ones, and you can find documentaries about this town slash island all over the place, is Hashima Island, mm-hmm. which was actually owned by Mitsubishi, and it was yeah. they literally built an island to do like deep sea coal mining. Yep. And that island has been shut down. It's been abandoned. The last person moved out uh, in 1974, mm-hmm. in April. Um, and that person was actually, yes, they were the last person to move out, but they were like one of the last residents for an extremely long time before they left. Well, yeah, you got a whole island to yourself. How yeah. cool is that? <laughs> They're like, we're not moving. Back. I mean, they had community centers, town halls, swimming pools, shops. Mm-hmm. Like this island, it was basically a self-sustaining little city. Yeah. Um, and skyscrapers, because obviously when you're building an island you have to, to do up. a coal mine, you have to build up and not yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and one thing about that one is uh, during the Second World War, uh, Japan conscripted Korean civilians and prisoners from China, and they were forced to work these mines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And many of them died. Malnourishment, well, exhaustion, let alone mining accidents. Yep, yep. Mining is just a treacherous sort of profession anyhow. Well, I mean, we have that even here in the United States. Exactly. Look when they built the Hoover Dam. Look exactly. how, you know, safety wasn't a thing back I then. I mean, mining to this day, even yeah. with all the safety measures, yeah, is even, still insanely dangerous. Yeah, especially the coal mines. Yeah. That's why I'm good on all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean... I don't know necessarily the Bataanid, but like that island seems to me like it would be the perfect setup for a haunting. Well, I'd, I'd love to spend a weekend there. <laughs> also, if I'm correct in the island that you're talking about, that was also used as a lot of movies. Yes. Like they shoot a lot of movies there from time to time. Just small uh, parts, but yes. if that's and the so same island. Even yeah. the village that I was talking about, the Shirewara uh, village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they made, um, you know what, I will let you go ahead, they made two games that are like literally built around this village, um, Forbidden Siren, oh yeah, was inspired by this village, uh, as well as, I guess it was a movie called Hanuda, okay, so, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's it's. I mean, whatever. It's a lot perfect of cool place stuff, to use it for. And if you're into ghost hunting, you're also into abandoned stuff yeah. most of the yeah. time. And like, who wouldn't want to just traipse through a place that time just forgot? Yeah. No. And there's there's a bunch of places all over the world that have that. And you're exactly right. You see it, and you're like, oh, it's like walking through literal history. Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't love doing that? <laughs> now, and what's really interesting about it is you're you're talking about an abandoned island um, right off the coast of one of Japan's most populated cities. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's ridiculous how many people live right there along the coastline, and that actually totally reminded me, and I had to look it up. Uh, North and South Brother Island mm-hmm. is actually. Um, uh, right there between it's it's basically in the East River right by the Bronx in New York Yeah, and the island there was a massive massive hospital built on it and it was used to quarantine and attempt to treat people who had super bad at the time thought incurable diseases um, including things like um, 
oh my gosh, even like Lucas. Was that the one that they were quarantining people before they went to Ellis too? Yeah, I believe correct. so. When they were immigrating, yeah. they would that cluster that was Ellis Island, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that cluster, exactly. So um, once once all that happened, the island is is literally just completely uninhabitable at this point with the outbreaks of all the different weird diseases and germs and, and, and things that are there. I mean, there's, they, basically they say that it's just a huge cursed island at this point um, and you should just never go there because if you do, either you're going to get some horrible, uncurable disease or you, the ghosts of the former residents of the <laughs> island are just going to kill you. Yeah. And they are so incredibly serious about it that the U.S. and the New York government has made it completely illegal for anyone to step foot on this island. If you even think about it, you are going to federal prison. Yep. No, and it, this shows my nerd side. Batman versus Superman. They actually use that island as where Doomsday fell after he was leaving Metropolis, I think. And they asked for permission to shoot on there, and they said <laughs> no. Yeah, they were told so no. So they had to CGI the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, multi-million dollar movie-making corporation. And they're like, yeah, no, you're not going over there. <laughs> they can't get in, we can't get in either. Which goes a, a little bit, we've talked talk in this in prior podcasts about the Fae, when you said that the government built around the fairy ring. Yeah. To me, I've always said if the government forbids people from going somewhere because of the history of the place and possible hauntings and all that, there's some validity to that. Yeah, something's up. Something's yeah. definitely real about that story. Now, I'm not trying to go conspiracy theory because that's for a different podcast. But <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's not conspiracy theory because it's not even just our own government. Yeah. Uh, there's the island in, um, I believe it's Italy, that you yeah. can't go to yeah. because it was so... And I'm sure that certain airborne diseases are dead now yeah. but that's where they would send everybody that got the plague yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't tell me that island and to well, be fair somehow despite the fact that the government says you're not allowed to go there uh, a lot of people report it haunted yeah well even the Riverside Hospital that sits on 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 the North Brother Island that I mean those diseases like polio and and you know tuberculosis these something that ravaged humanity yeah but these yeah. have long since been cured yeah and the new york governor actually went on record one time to say not necessarily because of diseases that are now curable diseases but he literally stated in his own words which yeah that people are not allowed to go on the island it is completely banned because of the malevolent spirits of the people who passed on the island during those quarantine days. Yeah. He literally said that the ghosts will kill you. <laughs> and listen, for any doctors out there that are actually listening to us idiots ramble on, we don't know the shelf life on diseases. Like, we're no, not going to pretend like we know any of that. Like, <laughs> Other than the common cold? No. <laughs> I'm not like, it's been five years, it's cool, let us go in. Like, yeah, I, maybe, I don't know. Exactly. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it's not cool at all. But one way or the other, if the New York governor tells you you can't go there because ghosts will yeah. will ghost you, that's <laughs> Which, weird. To be fair, to be fair. That just um, makes me want to go worse. Yeah, I, it's it works 50-50. It's... For the people that have no interest in it, they're like, oh, okay, can't go there. Yeah, no, no, but for the other people that are conspiracy theorists, ghost hunters, and just kind of don't believe what the government says in general, we're like, I want to go there. They're like, are you sure <laughs> we can't just sneak onto the island for a few minutes? Are you sure? Why? Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No, and it, I like you, Alex. Uh, everything I tried to look up, like it was an abandoned mining town, and you could even say like government towns during uh, I think it was the Second World War when they were coming up with the bomb and all that. Mm. Right. Those are still there, and they're not in use. But yeah, they're considered ghost towns. Yeah. So yeah, there's it's just it, there there are a lot of ghost towns that don't don't have any recorded paranormal activity. Right. Um, so here's the thing for me though, and this is uh, why I would think that it. And, and you nailed it on the head. It's they don't have any recorded paranormal activity. Mm. Uh, a lot of these mining towns, you know. My grandparents grew up in the hills of Kentucky. Right? Yeah. Like we hear stories from them. We know how the coal mines work. Like that's all those families had. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And mining disasters were unfortunately extraordinarily common. Which is all the right mixing into the cesspool of the honey pot that, <laughs> right. that says could that create that, paranormal activity. You know, if this is the shit that makes ghosts, like ghosts should be here. Yeah, they, no. got, a, they got a perfectly good homebrew for it. But hey, you can't research it. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Is that all you had? or? Yeah, carry okay. on. Yeah, what's I think at this point we're just discussing. So yeah. Um, I, like Alex, stayed to the east. Um, in India, actually, and forgive my pronunciation, I am horrible at it. So, yeah, last episode, we shouted out to our person in Thailand, I Thailand, think Thailand, yeah. So, we attempted to go a little closer to your area of the world, uh, which I know that India and Thailand are not the same thing at all. But, yeah, we went <laughs> over there. All we're saying is if you people across the pond are going to listen, then we'll expand our horizons. Yes, exactly. we want to tell stories for you guys, too. Um, but, yeah, this one, the one I found is, it's it's kind of widely known. Um, Josh Gates actually did an investigation there, which, by the way, shout out to that dude, because I love you. Love Josh um, Gates. My guidance counselor failed me. Right. She didn't tell me I could be Josh Gates. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but this is Bangar Fort um, in India. Um, it's weird, because actually looking this up, they don't, always, they don't always spend a lot of time on the history of the place, just that it's haunted. That's interesting to me. <laughs> so, but it was built by, and forgive my pronunciation, um, the ruler of Ambar, uh, Raja Bangwat Singh. Again, forgive my pronunciation. Um, for his son, Mado, I believe that is, in 1573 AD. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I could find on that which is like I said weird uh, but just going through and finding some of the stories in this it's insane it's just literally so many stories on this fort and the things that are going on there um, again the federal government forbids anyone from going in there at night like they literally shut it down that's crazy and it's to the point to where no one even tries it because the some of the history is if you go in there after dark, you will not return out of there. Oh, wow. Um, and some of the stories, it ranges. It goes from either... I'm willing to test that theory. <laughs> yes. Um, some of the stories that range from there are a, like a, a saint said some stuff and then they went against it and the saint cursed them. Um, a failed love potion. Uh, a princess that... Well, no, that was a failed love potion. Um, yeah, it, the list goes on and on of stories of the things with this. It's very interesting. Did you read. say love potion? A love potion, <laughs> yes. A love potion cursed um, the town? 
and if you want to look at the site for the history of this stuff, it's on tripido.com. Uh, just literally look up Bangar for it. It'll be there. Uh, since you mentioned the love potion, I'll go to that one first, and I'm scrolling, so bear with me. That's the story I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Is it number nine? Because that's important. Yes, very. No. Was there a witch doctor involved? It, it, kind of. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm in. <laughs> you so, put the lime in a coconut. Uh, exactly. <laughs> okay, so this is one of the stories of it. It's Princess... Ratnaviti, I believe I'm saying correctly, but I get, apparently her beauty was beyond just reproach. Like just she was so beautiful, like considered like the most beautiful girl in the world. So all men wanted her, and all women wanted to be her. Yes, um, women probably wanted to destroy her, but that's for another day. Uh, but when she turned 18, she had a lot of suitors. Like everybody from around came to see her and asked for her hand in marriage. I see where this is going. I do. Yeah. Well. This is where it gets funny. However, one magician decided to entice her with a love potion. Mm. And he gave her oil to like bathe in and do all this. And she saw through the trick and poured it on the ground. Legend has it, when she poured it on the ground, it formed a rock and then rolled onto the wizard and killed him. Before it killed him, he cursed the land to never be reborn again. What? And since then, it hasn't had a rebirth. That's insanity. It's just so the boys died. just died out? Um, yes, that was one of them. The other one, uh, it said, before dying, curse the city of Bangar to death, and as a result, never witnessed any rebirth. rebirth. That's crazy. Um, and then that princess was killed in a battle, and it added more weight to his malediction. But the locals have hope that she will return and build the place, you know. Kind of like a, almost like a Judeo-Christian, like Jesus will come back and all this. It's kind of like the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one was <laughs> with a, a guru. Apparently, when the city was being built uh, by the emperor, Guru Balu Nath, hmm. um, just asked it, hey, just don't let your palace overshadow my monastery. Like, don't let the shadow cast on my place of residence. The emperor's like, yeah, no problem. And unfortunately, that building, it did. <laughs> mm. And he cursed the city, saying it would crumble into ruins. Wow. Um, which, that's a little bit of an overreach, <laughs> for, if you ask me. For blocking his morning sunlight. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, for just blocking his, with a shadow. That's amazing. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's, that's the ultimate stay off my lawn. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. To be fair, Buddhists are technically pretty humble people. So if your stuff overshadows their monastery... He wasn't a Buddhist. He oh. was an atheist. Oh. He was an atheist? Yeah. Wait, wait. How did I thought he you said a he had a temple or a monastery or something. It was his house. <laughs> oh, it was his and house. And his uh, like, funeral thing is still there. Like His burial site is still there. Wow. So, oh, at least, so he was just a dick. Yeah, he's so, yeah. just not a nice guy. So he was lucky enough. I mean, it adds credence to the whole story of it, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it says in the article that scientists have, like, pretty much called all the stories coming out of there rubbish. Uh, but people have went in there to ghost hunt. The government does allow it. Like, oh, you're wow. allowed to go in there just not after dark. Yeah. Um, 
but it's been reported that people often hear noise, noises that are unaccounted for. Uh, locals claim to hear a woman screaming and crying, oh, wow. bangles breaking, and strange music emerging from the fort. Uh, there were instances of a special perfu- perfume that was emanating from the fort. Interesting. Love potion. Perfume of the oil. Interesting. Weird. Love potion number 11. Right. Yeah. Um, along with ghostly shadows and inexplicable lights. Uh, some people have felt the strange sensation of being followed and even slapped by an invisible entity. <laughs> wow. Uh, it is believed that if the person enters the fort after sunset, he or she will never come out of it. Therefore, the doors are always locked after dusk and entry into the Bangar Fort is absolutely forbidden. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, yes, if you want to read the article, again, it's on Tripodo.com. Just look Bangar Fort. It's an interesting read. Just some of the stories and the tales. Folklore, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I thought that one was interesting and all get out. And I, like I said, I think I believe Josh Gates actually did an investigation on it. And that's pretty awesome. It was one of those, we've talked about TV show investigations before, where they always get something, so you question the validity of it. He is the one where I don't really question it. I don't think I've ever um, questioned anything that that man has said or done. Right. <laughs> also, he's uh, an archaeologist, so when right. Taps goes on an investigation for over the weekend, like... This guy's there for six or seven days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I can't even tell you when he's like digging in the dirt and he just digs up the most, what we think is the most mundane thing and he gets so incredibly excited. I get excited too. I get excited mm-hmm. with him. <laughs> um, but yeah, even in his in his investigation, he got a whole bunch of light. He reported those lights. Mm. Uh, he reported seeing those. Um, he did, I, I believe that he actually did smell the perfume. Oh, wow. But I found that interesting when they said that the love potion it was an oil to bathe in yeah yeah and then they're smelling perfume coming from there it's that's like all the stories awesome. seem to add up which again folklore kind of does there's always a base of truth on all that's this. what you get for messing with a magician all right, right us right. wizards gotta stick together <laughs> oh my gosh oh wizard's different than magician tech you wizard. play D, you messed up on hey, it hey listen love <laughs> potions are just a different kind of tech all right right but uh, yeah, if you guys want uh, for a good read, definitely look it up. It's very interesting. I enjoyed the read wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, it goes to the, more to the point of just some ghost cities out there or ghost towns. Does it mean it's haunted? No, it's just a creepy old town that nobody lives in. Um, but again... But it doesn't mean it's not haunted. <laughs> exactly. There are some instances where it actually may be haunted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I... It, I, I enjoyed this one. <laughs> yeah, good pick, Teresa. You know what? The funny part is, so I got so into your love potion story. Like, when I finished up and you started, I was like, oh, I have a good direction on where this conversation at the end of every <laughs> podcast can go. I totally forgot. I'm still stuck on the love potion. You killed my magician friend, and I'm upset. You're, you're fine. You'll get over it. Yeah. You have revivify. Besides, but, uh, he was not to level six. <laughs> he was being a creeper. Come on. Yeah, he literally tried to trick the princess into falling in love with him because yeah. he realized he had no shot. Yeah, uncool. I'll everywhere. give you credit, dude. At least you took a shot, but you did it in a creepy way. Wrong way. Wrong way. <laughs> she hit you with a basketball. A big concrete a big one. Concrete apparently. Right, basketball. right. Which, how much validity is in that, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like something somebody would try back in the day, whether or not the love potion actually worked. Who knows? Um, 
I, I don't think there's actually that's an interesting Ooh, story. Love potions have their own long and storied history. <laughs> right. I was about to say that's another interesting subject we can maybe subpar into another podcast. Uh, because I don't believe we have the time for this one. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere down the line, yes, love stories will be. We can do it on Valentine's Day. Ooh, Aww. I like it. <laughs> or Sweetest Day for the dudes. <laughs> what? That's Sweetest Day is for the guys. Sweetest Day is for guys? Too. You did not know that? Hello. It's the guys' version of Valentine's Day. Yeah. Don't hello me. You never get me shit on Sweetest Day. Bullshit. We go to dinner every single year. Okay, this is a podcast, not marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we go to dinner every single week. I don't know no, what that's you're not true. <laughs> See, you hijacked the conversation with that stupid love potion thing. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I need my Magi friend to make me one, all right? Right. My wife's mad at me now. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's just Tuesday. But uh, No, it's Monday. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, as you can tell, we had a lot of fun looking up these kind of subjects because it's it's just so random. The the reasons why... It's... Oh, we had actually, you remember earlier when you were, were telling me, um, you know, ghost towns like like things with uh, Point Pleasant. You mentioned mm-hmm. Point Pleasant, Ohio. Yeah, it's actually West Virginia. West Virginia. Is it in West Virginia? Yeah. Okay, my bad. I thought that it was on both sides of the river. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so I saw, anyway, there is, um, what was really interesting about that is that you were asking me about that and I said, well, you know, Point Pleasant's not a ghost town because it's still incredibly inhabited, but... What's cool about it, not only is it the home of the Mothman, but if you go across the river to, I believe that the town is called Chestershire, is a town that is literally like a stone's throw away. And that is actually the town that was abandoned because of the weird chemical drum, uh, the story about how how the government had supposedly built some sort of an ammunition factory and they were housing like deadly radioactive chemicals in these giant bunkers. Oh yeah, you're talking about how the Mothman was actually Yeah, that. that's okay. where the Mothman story actually yeah. like stemmed from. They said he came out of those bunkers and that town is now completely abandoned. And it just so happens that, that even though he was sighted in Point Pleasant, yeah. that is supposedly where he came from. Yeah, well you think after Chernobyl we would Governments would have learned a lesson on that. Right. Uh, Which is another amazing ghost town. Yeah. It's a cool place. It's a place I'd like to visit for I would sure. love to, yeah. For a little bit, because I don't think you could stay there for very long. Uh, you can actually get up to like a whole day now. Really? Yeah, it's like a day oh, trip. Oh, so it's... Okay. Yeah. Well, in the actual city or on the outskirts? No, in the actual city. Because huh. the actual city is actually... I want to say... Don't quote me on this internet, but I want to say the actual city is like four or five minutes four or five miles from the actual power plant itself. It is, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, the power plant... If the documentary was right, okay? You, from what I understand, you will quite literally never in the history of man be able to step near the power plant again without almost immediately getting lethal levels of radiation. Well, if I ever get close to dying, I want to see it. No, I think it's like an hour, because I think I watched Jeremy Wade go fishing over there one time. No, he went went fishing near one of the reactor's um, cooling channels, which is like several miles away from the actual oh, site. Okay. Either way, guys, don't don't go there. It's yeah. poisonous. <laughs> yeah, you no. might get love potioned. And also, <laughs> in a bad way. I'll, I'll turn into a rock. 
Right. <laughs> Smell weird potions. Uh, I'll say this, though. If you do go to abandoned places and research and do ghost huntings and stuff like that, please be careful because some of these places are not in the best conditions. Mm, yeah. Um, Usually not at all. Yeah, there are some out there that you could get seriously injured, not by just ghosts or anything, but just because of the places dilapidated itself. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I met somebody who did photography and ghost hunting. And, or not ghost hunting, but photography of abandoned places. And she also reiterated that. She's like, yeah, some of them are pretty bad. Like, yeah. you got to be careful where you go. Well, so it's actually, you, like, like I was saying in a previous episode, it's so incredibly important to get permission to be in these places because... Be safe and be legal. That's right, my, right. They're abandoned for a reason, and usually it's because, you know, they're protecting you from yourself. So if you go in there and you, you find an abandoned house and you start up the stairs to the second floor and the fucking staircase collapses... There's, if you didn't tell anybody you were going out there, you're stuck. You got a broken ankle or leg or hip right. or back, right. and you're stuck out there. So exactly. don't do that. Yeah, do your research on it first and find out, first and foremost, if you're allowed to be there. And if your human spirit takes over and you decide, screw the law, mm-hmm. be careful, please. <laughs> Let people know where you're going. Take your cell phone. Yes. Yes. Um, and yeah, we're coming up on a mark. You know what? Sorry, guys. This was kind of a short one, but yeah. ghost towns are fun. Yeah. But as far as ghost stories regarding ghost towns, I mean, you can watch the <laughs> Travel Channel and see the one lady's ghost town that may or may not have had ghosts. But <laughs> you're talking about Helltown. No, oh, no, okay. there's one out in, like, Colorado or something. No, there's that lady that bought, it's, it starts with a B. She bought a, a big, big ranch that has multiple buildings from different properties that were all dumped on this one hmm. stretch of ranch. And all of these buildings have something crazy going on in them. And some very, very popular um, paranormal investigators who are on TV regularly and some psychics had actually done a whole big episode about ghosts of this town, and they had gone out there. Uh, I don't want to say too much because I don't I don't know about like copyright and things like that. But um, they went out and they investigated it, and the whole the whole thing is televised. You can see it on. on watch the, it; it's good. Yeah, it's, it's on Travel it's Channel. Friggin' amazing. Yeah. Discovery Plus. <laughs> Not only that, but watch that watch that channel a lot. There's a lot of amazing programs. So on there. much good stuff. So much good stuff. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, I. You want to talk about? ghost towns though that aren't abandoned but are ghost let's all just you know go down to like Atlanta Georgia or Savannah or I think what What? they're populated (laughs) that's what I'm saying but these are like the nation's most haunted cities okay I get what you're saying you think Atlanta's the most haunted city it's I said one of the nation's most haunted cities Uh, I think Haunted City. I think Savannah. Let's head on down to New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans is the most beautiful place I've ever been. Listeners, this is normally when I grab my popcorn. Uh (laughs) And just watch these two hammer. I'm not even arguing. (laughs) I'm not saying arguing, but this happens. It's cool. It's funny to watch. Listen, to be fair, I was just surprised. When I think haunted places... Like, Atlanta is not one that pops to the top of my mind. Actually, it's actually a pretty haunted place. we got a little bit of extra time here. It's not totally up to it yet, but... I'll just ask you guys, and this, listeners, you can kind of go in your mind with this, too, and just find your own answer. When you think haunted places, what image immediately pops into your head? New Orleans. 
so I actually, being a Navy brat, I stayed in a haunted castle in Scotland one time. Okay. And that's probably the one thing that pops in my head. I think woods. The woods? Wow. Ooh. Just because... Do I sense foreshadowing? Ooh! Possibly. Um, there's no story with it. (laughs) There may be a story Uh, that we can tell about that, though. Exactly, and that kind of leads into the... Stop reading my mind. (laughs) I'm not reading your face. (laughs) That, too. Um... Oh, we got Next some EVPs week. and some pictures to show you on that investigation, too. We'll get to it on a future episode. Yeah. Um, do you want to take the next episode? Alex, I know it's your turn to pick, but did you want to take the time to talk about one of our past investigations? Feel free. Uh, wait, what? When? Huh? Did, what? Yeah, did you, you even want, listen? <laughs> on the next, the, our next episode, do you want yes. to pick a subject, or do you want to finally tell them about one of our past investigations? No, you know what? I am going to pick a subject... Because the following episode will be one of our investigations. Okay. Because this subject leads into one of our past investigations. Because right. I feel like Joe's been sitting here reading my effing mind all episode. <laughs> because our next subject next week is going to be Haunted Forests. Love it. <laughs> so you heard it here first. Haunted Forests, which is going to lead us into... I already know which one you're picking. The <laughs> next episode... And the one after that will be one where we tell you all about our personal investigations, which there have actually been many occasions we have visited this particular haunted forest. Yeah. And we will tell you all about it. All right. And with that being said, we're talked out. We are going to bed, guys. So you guys have a great rest of your Monday. Uh, 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 Wait, you forgot all the socials again. Definitely. Like us. Share us. Follow us. Send us messages. Say hello. Tell your friends. Uh, NoLightsParanormal.com. NoLightsPara on Twitch. NoLightsParanormal on Facebook. And, of course, right here on whatever the heck podcast channel you like listening to. I'll tell you what. You guys drop us a line somewhere, and we will mention you at the next at the, end of the next episode. Heck yes. I will shout we'll you out. We'll give shout outs and thanks. And I'll even tell your stories if you've got one you want me to tell. Basically, what we're trying to say is we greatly appreciate you guys for liking, following us, listening to us. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. We love you guys so much. And thank you very much. Have a good night.